All right, guys, what is happening? We're back again, another episode of the Off Track Experience. We're in the van at the moment. We're traveling up the coast. We're having a real good time. And on the way up, we uh, we stopped at Jack Moy's house. Now, I've been trying to do this podcast for a while now, but he's quite a busy man. He's got a lot on his plate, so it's, uh, it's taking a little bit longer than I thought, but we finally got there. I managed to track him down to his own house and set up a little studio at the back of his house, so he didn't have he couldn't run anymore he couldn't get away but we we nailed him down and Jake Newell also jumped on the podcast he's a good friend of ours and yeah just had a little chat about kind of everything kind of getting to racing how we met the kind of struggles he went through with his collarbone and when he became a professional athlete that he had to deal with and ultimately dealing with that putting one foot in front of the other showing up every day and then eventually becoming world champion which is it's pretty cool to see the both sides of it. I guess a lot of people would just see him winning, but to be a part of that journey and see the struggle that he went through. And I mentioned it in the podcast that at one point he said he was done with racing and you, you could hear in his voice and see in his eyes that he, was, he was, wasn't joking. He was, he was pretty burnt out and pretty done with it after so many injuries and setbacks. So to see him come out of that and then to see the level he's risen to and the achievements that he's done is is pretty is pretty amazing, and just to be a part of that's it's it, yeah it's got to, I have some fond memories attached to racing mountain bikes with Jack Moyer. So really cool podcast, pretty chilled out. We just kind of go through a, a lot of different stuff, and yeah, I really enjoy doing this one. It's a, it's cool, and it's been a long time coming. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And here you go, here's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, times you can drop a sponsor during the episode. <laughs> what this Brixton hat that I'm wearing that's keeping the sun off my hair. <laughs> right, if you pull it down, you want it about that, I reckon, about there. And then see, you're the kind of the same. As long as you have about a mount, like about that away, you're pretty yeah. good. We good? Yeah. All right, we good. Take it away, Donnie. All right, well, I didn't know how to introduce... Are you already filming? Yeah, we've yeah. been going for a while. We've got the whole intro sunscreen. Oh, that, you got that, the sunscreen that could, be, that could be the trailer to lead us in. <laughs> um, I didn't even know how to introduce you guys because you've got about a million different nicknames. Do I introduce you as Cal- Kev, Siggy, Newly Docs? Yeah, probably just Newly Docs. Yeah. Newly Docs and Kev, Kev's Kitchen. Whatever you want, mate. What? Take your pick. I'll put this... Oh, yeah, put a... If you're going to look at me yeah. about that. Mate, where have all these nicknames come from? Because I know you called everyone Kev, and now you get called Yeah, Kev. my one came from just calling everyone Kev. <laughs> and it's kind of gone to Gary now. Who's called call everyone you? Gary? So maybe I might end up being called Gary, Gary soon. Yeah. What do you like more, Kev or Gary? Oh, they're both pretty. <laughs> they both roll top, off man. the tongue. Yeah, they both roll off the tongue really smooth. I was going to say, where do you come up with all these nicknames? Because I think you started Donnie. I'm yeah, pretty we're sure. just chatting to shit. Yeah, but where, where do they come from? <laughs> I don't from? know. Even who. Oh, Donnie! Who'd you. Wait, I saw one the other day where he started calling. Oh, who was it? Jesse. Jesse, um... Guy that won the Enduro. Um, oh, Jesse Marmalade. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Do you, what do you call him? Nah, heaps of people were already saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I've seen these nicknames you come up with on Moi um, Moi TV, and I was like, where do you pull this shit from? Yeah, we're just chatting shit, mate. Even, um... Ollie <laughs> Davis, Oily Dervis. Yeah. <laughs> no, remember those meme things of, like... They used to draw those really funny characters, and it was, like, Spoderman... Oh yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. those ones. Yeah, man. <laughs> Do you remember the thing that Bernie? Remember the thing we got tagged in when we were on Intense, and it was like all the different nicknames, and they would like spin our names off. And there's that kid that would be like, 
he would like edit a photo and put us on it and then he would add all this different shit to it do you remember that and Bernie no. loved it oh, oh it was it? some random know. fan he yeah would, he would like have like your face and be like Jack Moyer and then it'd be like something add to that and just kept building to this long name nah, oh, I don't okay. know if you remember Bernie loved it yeah he got he would always get stuck in it and call us call us that but yeah, I thought I thought it was funny the different nicknames that actually stick. And I feel like your nickname seemed to stick on people for some reason. <laughs> I'm very persistent. I was gonna say you just keep trying. <laughs> yeah, hey. you, just keep, you just keep it going, and it. Yeah. Well, I reckon Donnie's like my alter ego when I just do dumb shit. Like yeah. that's like my. You're gonna be Donnie forever, eh? Yeah, Donnie and like you know when you don't want a nickname, it seems to stick. Mm. Do you just pick the ones that you know people don't want? Um. <laughs> Nah, because we were calling um, we were calling Porco, um, Mr. Bomber Porco before. Yeah. Because he just, he kept saying um, Porco, I think it means like, it means something really bad in uh, Portuguese. So mm. if you'd fart or something, he'd go, Porco. And then it, uh, it was funny how he said it, so I kept saying it. And then he would laugh at how I said it. So then I just started calling him Mr. Porco. <laughs> but then apparently like it was... Um, like Portuguese people thought it was rude they didn't like so then it. we changed it so if you really don't like your nickname you can get you a change he's now it. Mr. Bomber now yeah <laughs> so, so you just got to have been Siggy for a long time but where did that start because you don't even smoke cigarettes no it's from you know Siggy Butt Brain yeah he yeah. showed me that Same video much. and he could do the voices really good <laughs> yeah. and then once once Gab watched it and uh, we'd both just all night beat on the voices yeah we're just talking the Siggy Butt brain voices I like Seagull no not Seagull Magpie Magpie, magpie. Yeah, magpie. Yeah. yeah I feel like that em- like that emphasises you as a <laughs> person from Kev as well <laughs> yeah, see that's what I mean they all yeah. stick oh. oh. and Nilly, Nilly Docks was from uh, Uncle Brad Sloan yeah he's got some good ones as well Docks. where did Docks. that start just Docks he just used to call everyone Docks and I think he just called me Nilly Weren't Docks weren't we saying Docks heaps yeah, but I think I got it off him because oh, okay. he used to say docks and scucks, and then yeah, and then he called me nearly docks, and I think I just changed my Instagram to that. And then nearly dukes, nearly dukes, nearly dukes is Steph, Steph dog. the dog. You like you've got a good when you got a nickname that will actually change the insta, it will fade over into your real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I get Donny Chrome down a lot. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, all the time. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that stuck on for a while. Mm. And me, where Dino's making us come from? Ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend called me Mykonos. Where right? Greenos machine yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, we don't need <laughs> That was just the depths of Whistler yeah. when you go underground. I changed my name. I changed it on Instagram we for like a yeah. night. And then we I was know. like, oh, I don't know if that's the move here. I changed it back. It was too sus if you change it back straight away, so you got to leave it for a bit. you got to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, you got to sit in it for a while, hey, and see if it's the feel. But no, Greenos Mykonos did not last. But maybe Donny Chrome don't will. Yeah, I think we'll hold on to that one. I feel like with the, like the group of mates, because everyone in your group pretty much has a nickname. Does yeah. it like who like? It's pretty boring without nicknames. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, but like who comes comes up with them? Is it just like just just know. chatting shit, and then you're yeah. like, yeah, chatting shit, and it just pops up. If someone doesn't like it, do you reckon that's just more like in- incentive to like go in yeah, on that one? Yeah, it's a bad move not yeah. to like your nickname. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna end up wearing. Just forever, giving our right? mate Harry and your nickname Grub. Oh yeah, dad character off it. Who's dad before? And he well, doesn't like it, but he's, it's starting to grow on him, he said. It's starting to grow on him. Well, because Jack was saying grub, because my mum and dad called me grub as a kid. So he's like, oh, I'll go get grub. And I was like, who's grub? And every time he would say it, I'd kind of ears would you prick up. It was you, yeah. yeah, and I'm just used to it because, yeah, my mum and dad used to always say it. But yeah, yeah, you can't pick your names. But he seems like he's, yeah, it's growing on him. Yeah, it'll it's probably last him, a week man. and then he'll change it up to something else anyway. 
No, nah, it's, it's been going long. for a while now. Has anyone um has anyone picked their own nicknames or you just you shut that shit down? Nah, you can't great. pick nah. your own nickname. That's Doesn't against work. the laws of nickname picking. <laughs> You've got to get given that. <laughs> You've written name. into the contract. Yeah, gotta, yeah. Oh shit. Um, what is it? Because like, obviously we're in like Central Coast and you guys have, like the dribble. Is it still dribble crew? Or yeah, is it? Sorta. Is it? Cha- well, is that changed as the well? Chat's still called dribble. So yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. It's just because we were dribbling. Because you're just talking shit. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's pure shit. So someone named it Dribble. Because I was going to say, you guys do a heap of shit together, but one of the probably the biggest things you do is the, the annual rally that goes mm. down. There hasn't been one for a while, though, has there? No, no there's a few reasons behind that. It's yeah. Really... Talk, us, talk us through it. What's, why well, haven't you seen it for a while? And what is it, as well, usually, that people don't know? We usually just gather up a bunch of cars over the year, just cheap cars you find on, on Gumtree. Yeah, it's like normally a two, three hundred dollar cap. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have a limit. So oh, you up to five hundred. Yeah, I think JB spent five hundred on a nice. If you camera. really want to ball out. <laughs> <laughs> do you get some like? Do you get a penalty? You've got to start like back further. Or... Nah. Nah. I feel like that's unfair advantage right well, there. We, we can talk about penalties later when you bring up the one hundred track because Siggy rocks up with a one two five or something but for the cars. No penalty, but you obviously if you get like a like an all wheel drive. Subi or something it smokes you're like, gonna win yeah. like I had a commie one year with just real drive and you just sit on the spot and yeah. just spin but it's not even about um, the, the, the time or anything like, you're just trying to take people out you just gonna take them out yeah. <laughs> nearly <laughs> race, it's like last man standing <laughs> nearly's like the send award every year he sends something gnarly at the end of each rally just to finish the car off because you get... send off moto jumps eh? yeah, yeah. He, he sent the tabletops because it's in George paddock that has yeah. like a little motocross track yeah is really that the good? captain's place? Yeah. yeah. Way transport. Shout out Way transport. <laughs> the captain lets you come and just try uh, Yeah, supporting our shenanigans. <laughs> we drift in the yard there with the drift cars. I've seen and that, like, yeah. He's got the paddock for motos, rally. Yeah, yeah. sick. And that's the boys play up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to your point. We haven't done it because it's been super wet. Yeah. So literally, you'd need you'd need a rally for bees because yeah. <laughs> it's and so the, muddy in there. And since... COVID and all the prices going up on cars, all the scrappies are paying way too much for cars now, so... Mm. Mate, bloody inflation. Mate, inflation. It's inflation, it's getting <laughs> up. Scrap price is going up, the scrappies are paying way too much for pieces of shit cars. I don't even care about the $2.50 diesel, I just want a cheap rally car. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, you know? Make rally cars cheap again. Yeah. yeah. We should make some hats. Make some merch. Yeah. Make some merch, we'll drop some merch. DLR merch. DLR. Moi Moi TV combo. <laughs> Make yeah. rally cars cheap again. <laughs> Make um, paddock bashes cheap again. What's the what's the slow like? What is the name of this event? Is it the WRC? Why rally cross? Why <laughs> rally championship? That needs to be on a shirt as well. Who's yeah. been like? Who's taken it out the most? Who's the? Well, I don't. Who's the last the standing? Only, who's normally the last? Try win? Nah, we just try to take each other out. Of yeah, but who's boring. the last standing then? Who's it kind of get kind of gets boring for me because no one will drive near me because I just want to <laughs> run, run them off the track. They know yeah. you're they just the danger horse. Except for me and Jack. Me and, me and Jack always go head. We always yeah head to head, toe to toe. True. Robin's so, racing, eh? Yeah. So everyone's a winner, really. Yeah, well... Everyone gets a ribbon at the end. You've pretty much just got to try to keep your car running for the whole day. Because if you... Yeah, that's the thing if you ride it off. Yeah, like, you rip tyres off all the time, but mm. some of the boys have got actual rally tyres yeah. and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, because um, George's dad owns the transport company. Yeah. He's, like, a big rally guy back in the day. Yeah. So he's got so all... Because when we would rally stuff. cars at my brother's place, that's you'd always just dig the tyres yeah. and then yeah. just get dirt well, and well, the bead. Do you it, ain't yeah. You're done. Day's over. We had we had like five pallets worth of tyres for that we uh, wheels that we gathered over the years from the cars. 
Mm. And they were stacked over in the um, in the track, and then it flooded one day, like two foot, and then all the tires just floated into the next door's paddock. <laughs> we lost all our spare tires. Yeah, that's how some of the floods there have been gnarly. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah, that after that party. Yeah, when was that? Been, like, nearly as tall as us. Like, yeah, yeah. Flood water. Yeah, through the road. Was this back when I was living up here? 20... No, you came to that party though. Yeah, it was, yeah, my... was it after that? Mine and Harry's 2019, wasn't it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Start of 2020. Yeah. And it so flooded. The, yeah, because that was really bad Did floods. you, were you there the next day? When we woke up and it was like flooded up to the sheds? Nah. Oh, you must have left that night or something. Night. I think I might have left that night. Yeah, it poured all night. Because we're going to have to party here, but there's no, no area. way you could like, do it. Yeah. So we had it there in the big shed. And we had the the truck trailer is the default. Yeah, I remember that. But um, yeah, when we woke up that next morning, the flood water was like, up to the sheds. Yeah, I think so the next day it went through the shed. True. And then ever since then it's been raining in Australia. Yeah, and then it has <laughs> First sunny day today. Yeah. I was gonna say it's been nice up here. We're flooding down in Vic like all the time now though. Yeah. It's like the new yeah, had... swapped over from last year. Yeah they just yeah. changed. Haven't haven't turned. Yeah, true. You can have a go mate. What's that? You can have a we go. We can have a bit of flooding. Yeah. yeah you guys can get some sun. Yeah. Um We'll go back. I want to talk about the first time we actually met. Do you remember where it was? Because I remember quite Let's a bit. Go. Yeah. Yeah. We were there for, what was it, just at State Champs or? State Round or State, state Round champs, or something. yeah. So I remember we were at a caravan park. And yeah. And I had no idea who you were. I don't think you knew who I was. And we were staying at the same caravan park. And I remember you had this, you had a giant, a glory? Yeah. You wanted a glory that looked way too big for you. And yeah, you had this probably. bright yellow... The no fear The no gear, fear yeah. And I'm That in... was some hand-me-downs off someone. I forgot who... Maybe George gave that to me because he had always new gear from Riding Moto. He had no fear stuff. Yeah, so he used to give me like his old gear. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Because um, I remember seeing you and I remember you looked like... Um, we got to make Gary McIver. Yeah, Gary. And I remember you two looked identical when you were younger. This Gary thing, I'm telling you. And I remember, <laughs> I remember just seeing you and I was like, fuck... That's Gary, but I remember you were quite... You were small as a Yeah, as a I was kid. super small. Like, me and Harry were talking about that the other day. He was taller than me in high school. Dude, I, was, I think I was taller than you back then as well. Yeah. Like, you kind of sh- took you a while to shoot up. Yeah. But that was... You and me were... Back then, we were just getting absolutely hosed by Tommy Crimmins. He well, was, you hosed me that weekend too, I think. I think we, we, were, we weren't too far off, but Tommy put like seven seconds into us. Dude, Tommy used to win every... Tommy was the I man. swear he would win by like 30 seconds. <laughs> Dude, it's like, is it even possible? As Fred, but he overtook me and yeah. then dropped me and then beat me by like two minutes or something. Tommy and Andrew were so fast, especially at Threadbo. Do you think it's almost better though to start off shit at the start and then learn how to get better than start off good and almost feel like it's like easy? Yeah, I don't know. I just I just got got into it a bit later and maybe if mm. you've been doing it so long like them, you can kind of get over it. Yeah, burnt bit. out. Yeah. Like they kind of have yeah well that's the yeah. thing it's like they peaked so early and then I think they got a bit over it from doing it for so long and being so yeah. in it that they wanted to leave but I guess with like you and me we, like it wasn't like we were bad or anything like we still good but we weren't that good like do you remember going to races and like Connor would smoke us yeah Troy would smoke us Tommy would smoke yeah, us yeah I didn't even make the world team the first year and then the next year I was probably one of the last well, I think we Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Do you remember, like, what, what was that first year that you could have got selected and you didn't? Was that 2011? 2011, yeah. That was, uh, I think Troy was still in that year. Mm. Um, there was a bunch of fast Aussie guys, but yeah, I didn't even make, I didn't make the cut that year. And then the next year, I'm pretty sure I only just made it because I got second at a Wobba mm. Nationals that, that year. Because you, I think you and me both, we were the last two picks. 
Well, your first year was 12, eh? First year was 12. Yeah. That's when we went over. Um, that's when we went over when Rennie and Emil... Yeah, it would have been me and you then, because Joey, Joey and all that used to they use were, us. Yeah. Tommy, Joey, Connor. Dave. Dave. was really fast. Yeah. Was Luke Booger? Nah, Luke didn't come Next over. Next year, maybe. Oh, he might have been that year. Yeah. Maybe. He was fast. But yeah, how, like... Like, how, how was that kind of going in? Because I felt like you and me were, like, saying, like, we we just kind of got in. But then when we got over, we actually made the... Like, I think we... Got, probably because we didn't have any expectations. Yeah, well, that was... It was just good for me because, dude, before I'd been selected for Worlds, I'd never trained. Mm. All I did was ride downhill, dirt jumps, um, stuff like that. And then that was my first time ever training for worlds i got some help off rando on that and so it was all fresh to me Mm. and i could see straight away how much faster i was getting just by getting a bit fitter Mm. so i suppose i don't know if i know joey was training a heat back then i don't know about tommy and that but maybe they were by then they were just over it (laughs) yeah so i could kind of step stepped it up a bit when i went overseas and they were probably getting towards like they kind of plateaued out a little bit yeah maybe just They'd been doing it for a lot longer already. And Were you training with Ricky Boyer as well at that time? Yeah, Ricky. That was that was good because Ricky was... He's the same mentality. Like, just just ride your bike heaps downhill, dirt jumps, like, have fun. Mm. That sort of stuff. Whereas, yeah, I think if I was kind of mentored by someone who was way more about training at a young age, maybe... Could have pushed you a bit. But then yeah. also that could have burnt you out. Yeah, as well. that's what I mean. That's like the I thing. probably, I, I say to kids when I'm helping them now, like you're gonna have to train your ass off when you become pro. So don't worry about it when you're 12. Mm. Like it doesn't mean anything then. Like if you, you use all that time to build your bike skills and mm. having fun and like just loving riding, it's gonna be way better off for yeah. you. Yeah. And then yeah, once you need to go overseas for your first pro race start training <laughs> well i, I try and that's going to be your life <laughs> yeah exactly i try training. and tell kids that when they're like 14 15 even 16 it's like ride your bike as much as you can yeah like that's just get your base of riding really good and then once you get that good then that's when you've kind of go into the suffering of training and like gym and all the other stuff but i think if you go too early yeah you're just going to ruin it for yourself yeah we just pretty much only downhill yeah every downs. weekend we just do yeah just Down lots of riding, because and what we ride back then, you were on the old, uh, on the old orange that I, I, yeah. I remember when you went to and nearly was on the Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the ACD first on the, the goose. Buddha. Yeah, yeah, um, far out Montsanan on the orange with flat pedals was gnarly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess it didn't seem gnarly at the time, but looking back at it, no chance you'd catch me doing that now. And it was a small. And the bikes were already small. Like, it was like a BMX bike. <laughs> oh, man. I remember so clearly. I think Petey m- mentioned something. He was just like, oh, if you put him on a good bike, imagine how well he'd go. Oh, really? Did, yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I think he said it to Rando or maybe Rennie or something. I just remember so clearly. It was like, oh, mate, like put him on a decent bike. Because you still did well. Yeah, I like, think I, I got 44th at that, my first one. that was your first one, yeah. hey? And, and that was mixed. That was... Juniors, yeah, yeah, we didn't have a junior class, yeah, yeah, so mm. it was elite. And you qualified as well, yeah. We were you, me, and Connor were the only ones to quality, 
Yeah. And that was when it was when it was mixed. And I remember we were like the two last selected, and it was like a bit of a I think a sh- it was a shock to me. I don't know if it was a shock to yeah. you, but it's, yeah, it definitely changed the, like the thought of like actually being able to do it. Yeah. Because before it, it seemed like a pretty big task. Like even just racing yeah. an elite was. It like, was pretty nerve wracking. Like you mm. just wanted to. The goal was just to qualify. Mm. So, yeah, once we got in, it was kind of just a bonus to do finals. Do you find it funny? Because I remember when we both qualified, we were so happy. But then at the next race, we still qualified, but we didn't do as well as the first one. And you're already like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, it's like... That's just the racing, eh? It's a never-ending... <laughs> you're never happy unless you're going better. Unless you're progressing. But it's impossible to always... <laughs> yeah. Especially once you start winning. Mm. Like, it kind of sucks to do anything else, but it's so hard to win that it's just like mm. a never-ending cycle of being like i guess less happy with your results and yeah stuff. It's, it's tricky isn't it's it so because it's yeah like, you just gotta once you win it's like it you want, if you're not winning again you feel like you've gone backwards yeah even if you still do really well yeah anyway that was it all started then <laughs> yeah we, yeah well, second thing, right, a, second a, world yeah. cup we were already like oh shit yeah, I How remember. How do I go backwards? I remember because we we didn't because I think we you got fortieth or forty fourth or something at Montanan, but yeah. I, I I was in the fifties or sixties fifties or sixties in uh, yeah. Wyndham, which is still looking back second World Cup, even just to qualify. Yeah, but we're already like let down because we went backwards a little bit. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, you just got to learn. Yeah, learn to deal with it, eh? How um how like important or how like crucial did you think it was that we had? Like, we got Rennie and Emil and Rando as coaches in that time because it, they obviously had so much experience going in. Yeah, it's massive head start. I didn't have Rennie. I think you had him the next year, but I had oh, okay. Rando and Emil. Yeah. Dude, that was, yeah. We, you rock up to something like that, you're already, like, hell nervous. You're seeing mm. all heroes and stuff, so it's kind of... Yeah, you're just super nervous and you've got no experience. You don't know what to do. So to have them just tell you little things like do a warm-up, like mm. pick all your... Like, don't just try to ride flat out first <laughs> run. Pick your lines, like walk the track after, pick... Like, see what lines are developing. Like even getting help with SRAM. I remember they had us in the yeah. SRAM track getting us all spares and stuff. So without that stuff, it would have been a lot harder just rocking up and doing it. What do you think you were most nervous about? Was it just the um, fact that it was like, oh my god, that's Sam Hill, oh my god, that's Steve Peter, like it was like just the people. Yeah, there, I remember like, that we like walking to. through the pits like that. But then, yeah, I don't know. Just, I think I just really wanted to qualify. Mm. So if I, I was just nervous about not making the like going all the way over there and not mm. qualifying. Kind of felt like it would have been a waste. Yeah, the effort that gets put into yeah. like, the money as well. Like back then, getting flights like two grands a lot yeah. to a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. So no. I was probably just qualifying. <laughs> yeah. Or I used to always be worried about, oh, I'm just going to crash in my race run or something. Like mm. now, I don't think about that. If I crash, I crash. But I always used to be real, yeah, real worried about not being able to have a clean run. Sometimes matter, it yeah. just happens, yeah. So, yeah, I'd get really nervous about that. What if I crash and just throw it all away in <laughs> one run? Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because that yeah, and then you finished off though. We went to Worlds in 2012 in Leo Gang, mm. and you got fifth, which was like, I guess, yeah. a step up that 
everyone was like, well, I was like, I remember, wa- I remember watching your run and Flow Rider, you know, Whistle Girl was yeah. on, and I'm like, I can still see you coming down this orange. It was like Whistle Girl, and you're just like killing it down <laughs> the bottom. It's such a like cool memory to have. But yeah, you were fifth, and I think you were just behind like, it was it Loy Connor, um, Richie, and maybe Noel. Maybe was it Noel? Something like that. It was like yeah. It might have been. It was like heap. Like it was the top three were like all have World Cup podiums, World Champions. But yeah. Like, did, how was that to like have that jump up and be like, oh, I, I, I can do it. I do kind of belong here in a way. Was that like a shock, or did it kind of feel like it come at the right time? Yeah, fifth. I, I was stoked to get fifth, but at the same time, I feel like fifth in juniors doesn't mean much. But that's really so, looking at it now. Yeah, though, looking like, at it now, I guess. Um. Yeah. Like well, I guess you've got some comparison to go off, but like as a junior, like coming from Oz, and you think, and you look at the careers of everyone that was ahead of you. Yeah. Like you've had the seven-time world champion or whatever. You've had Connor who's got fifth in the overall. Yeah, everyone was rich. Everyone's done real well. well. Front. Yeah. It I, it obviously felt good at the time, but then you realise that fifth doesn't matter when you're trying to get help from teams and stuff the next year, and you're still it's in cut it. Cutthroat, hey. Um. I feel like I felt more, like, proud when I got that first top 10. I think it was in Norway. Norway mm. Worlds 2014. Mm. In Elite. Yeah. Yeah. That's stood Mate, I feel like if I got a medal at Junior Worlds, it would have been way better. Yeah. Fifth's kind of like... Just. It was cool, but then still... It's crazy yeah. that headspace, though. It's like you do something that's like... If you got told a year before before you'd gone to a World Cup that, like, these will be your results, you'd be so happy. Yeah. But then as it plays out, it's just, like, that whole next, next, Yeah, next. well, I do remember just, like, watching down the bottom in qualifying and just going, holy, everyone is so fast. Because mm. you come from an Aussie national and you do qualifying and you know you're in the top three no matter what run you have. Mm. Whereas I had a really good run there and I think I qualified... I think I qualified 10th or something. But yeah. There's just so many guys right behind me in the same second and mm. so many fast guys in front as well. So I was just like amazed at how tight of the competition was. Just cannonballs, man. European yeah. cannonballs. <laughs> Scary watching trackside for your first couple of World Cups. <laughs> yeah, you kind of realise, <laughs> oh shit, this is more than, yeah. more than I thought it was going to be. So now uh, after that, you guys have like, you, you kind of... You, Got it because 2013 you joined up with Bergamont. No, I didn't. See, 2014. I did my own thing 2013. I actually, I was with Rowney Yeti? Yeti, through yeah, Yeti yeah. Australia and then kind of got a bit of help offshore on that when I was overseas, but not much. But we just lived in the van, me, Dave. Oh, this was, yeah, I came Yeah, I came yeah we over. picked you up one yeah, time. Yeah, this is when the Vanzacs, this was the creation of the Vanzacs. Yeah, because Eddie, Wax, uh, T-Mats, and I feel like there was one Maybe. more. No, Maylink was the next year with Bergamont. So they had the Marai, I think it was. Yeah, that yeah. That year. And yeah, then Marai TV. Marai the TV. girls, Sophie, Vic, and Alana maybe. And then we were kind of travelling with those that crew. Yeah. There was a couple of people from the UK as well, I think. I can't remember. It, it was, was a, a bit of time a, ago. It was a bit of a bigger thing, hey, like the whole van yeah. travelling around that it is now. But that was... Did, when did you first come over, Sig? What was your first uh, year? 14? 2014, or f- I came over with Brucey. Yeah, and you guys had a van as well. Yeah, we did have the little um, transit. Was that your first World Cup? Marybelle? No, I didn't even race because I'd broken my wrist before I came over. Oh, true. So I didn't race that year. I 
first World Cup was 2016, I think. Oh, 2015, maybe. Um, Montsonet. Ah, uh, not Montsonet. It was Fort Bill. True. How'd you go? Um, I think it was like in the 50s. Ah, oh, sick. Still qualified. Yeah, qualified. Did me and Remy. Do you look back at that as like, even though it was really hard living out of a van and like, it's, like, it's one of the funnest times in like your racing yeah. career looking it's back at the shit you got up to. And fun like, as, like, those first, when you're young, it's yeah. mad. I wouldn't do it now. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I, I, I just know. want to come home between races and stuff now and like, see my friends and family, but when you're young, it's sick. Especially seeing it on like, TV and stuff and movies, seeing everyone like, in the pits in the van, you're like, oh, that's sick. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Because like, you guys would just camp out in Morzine and go live down near the care for and like I remember yeah. seeing photos of just like all your stuff you need to refrigerate you just in put the, the river, river yeah. and put rocks up but now again it would wash away because you get a storm or something come through yeah and then you still we got a, accommodation with Riders Refuge that next year and I think were you in the Acom or were you in your van outside no I was in the Acom we had the, the dungeon oh we yeah the dungeon. me and Yuli had the dungeon this room down <laughs> underground so hot Super, yeah, like smelly. Across the road from La Parasa, you just hear the music. Oh, yeah, yeah. and across the road from La very dangerous place to be. <laughs> um, we went for a lot of looks. <laughs> yeah, a few looksies across the road, but yeah, that was, they were the funnest years. Yeah, like, that was my, oh, that was the year with Moosey. Yeah, you just had yeah. the van, except for in Morzine, you had the Acom. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. when you guys were going places, because you got the vans in the UK, and I remember someone yeah. saying if you got a speeding ticket in the UK in France or whatever, they wouldn't send it or yeah. Spain. Yeah, just, yeah. And do you remember when you picked me up and we went to Andorra? Like all the and f- they were just flashing. Just every stuff, every yeah. twenty. Well, every- I only just found out that that van wasn't even registered or insured or anything, so they <laughs> didn't have anyone to send it to. I thought was- it was registered to a person in the UK still, but it was just had nothing. Oh, I don't know. Joey organised all that, <laughs> which in hindsight we probably should have all helped out. Nah, but, just leave it up to that one guy that doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think that was actually pretty sketchy what we did with no oh, reg sure. I don't know how it works over there, but I, d- I think it just had no reg on stuff. So, yeah. And following the trucks through the tolls. Yeah. You, you get yeah. up behind them and just go through. you got the boom gate come uh, down. you got to do what you do. you got to do what you got to do, eh? Scraping the, scraping the bottom of the barrel. For the baguette and salami for dinner that night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that when we did go to Andorra and we didn't have accommodation that night? So we all yeah. slept. How many of us? What was it? Five of us? Six of us? Five. Five of us. And what Booger slept on the I roof? I think I told Gypsy this story when I did a. I didn't do a proper podcast with him. I just did a quick, quick one with him after twenty twenty. But yeah. yeah, we picked you up. We had no data on our phones because we had no money. So we're trying to run the map. We got lost. Drove all night. And then, yeah, got there at 5 a.m. Was Four, Dave told me to go fly to Geneva? sun was up. He told me to fly to Geneva when I could have flown to Barcelona. And you yeah, but then there. we would have had to go two hours past and two hours back. So it would have been an extra four oh, hours true. on our 12-hour trip. True, true. But that stitched you up because then you had to do a massive road trip. Yeah, but I was I was into it, hey. I remember yeah, getting was, there and I was excited and just yeah. like, you're with all your mates in a van. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, true. But I remember sleeping like like spooning the gear stick yeah and I think Dave slept on the front seats you slept on the back seats with Joey and then I think Booger slept on the roof yeah he was on the roof but it started raining so then he hopped under and slept under the car because yeah. it started raining but looking back at that man like that was like it's at the time it's so shit but then it's like such a fond memory to have like 
Yeah. Just gypsy, like literally to the most gypsy shit you could be doing. Yeah, like when we got that van, we didn't even think about how we were going to sleep in it. So <laughs> I don't know why we, you got a small like, van. Really has these mad setups, <laughs> like big van, bunk beds and stuff. We just, yeah, we just left it up to Joey, <laughs> which small. we shouldn't have. Like, um, we had the small transit, there was four of us, our shit was literally piled to the roof. So when we wanted to sleep, we pulled everything out. And we stole these couch cushions from somewhere. Just, they were outside, they were on the side of the road or outside something, somewhere, a yeah. chalet or something. And we just had the whole bottom of the van lined with the couch cushions. So every night when we wanted to sleep, we pulled all the tires, all the bikes out, mm. put them outside, and then would sleep on the van, like three of us, me, Joey, and Booger. Did anything ever get stolen? Nah, because we had locks. We had locks for the bikes and then the tires... Yeah, we had Joey there. Joey's a good um, security guard. (laughs) (laughs) He won't get you big enough there. Did you like strings and cans to the bike? Yeah, I think we used to... It was like an alarm system. Yeah, like a rope or something through the back door. Imagine that. You just get a tug on the the side of the door. You're like, oh shit, boys get him. Yeah, you're not worried when Joey's there though. Yeah, little little pit bull. (laughs) Let him off the lead. Oh, true. Yeah, like... You do have to look at that like that's got to be some of the best times. But like you said, you wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't dive. Super fun. I wouldn't dive back into that again. But you did that. That was twenty thirteen and yeah. then fourteen. I guess you like had a slight upgrade from that joining Bergamot and yeah. then going in the black. And that Girl. was real last minute too, because I was just having that twenty thirteen gap year, and then I was going to go to uni or do something like. Oh really? Yeah, and then I went all right. I think I got a couple top thirties that year. So then I was like, oh, I should try, do another year. And then Eddie got onto me. It was like January the next year, I think, mm. right before the season. So you weren't going to race. You were just going to go. No, I was going to try again, but I had nothing, so I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Like, mm. I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have if that didn't come about. But yeah, anyway, Eddie hit me up, and then that was, yeah, that was probably one of the funnest. That was funner than the year before because there was a bit more support, like we had spares everything we had mm. bikes given to us um acom from i think we stayed in acom for the races which was mm. just nice. was so much easier yeah it was still a sketchy setup it was like almost very like, it was, sketchy it was almost setup, in between yeah do you remember the black pearl and the steering wheel broke yeah this was like i was going with you to sladming i think and the steering wheel snapped off nah I, this was in um marybelle yeah, so that, wasn't it the, who? Um, I think Mailing put the wrong key in the ignition and snapped the key off. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Oh, just swing off the um, steering wheel and snap the steering wheel." I've seen the G's do it on the movies. Snap the lock because he yes, wanted to roll would, it. Yeah, yeah snap the steering yeah. lock. Yeah, and because um, he was going, he was trying to take the van to go pick up the frames or something, some frames. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, don't. I've had rally cars that I've tried to do that before and the steering wheel snapped off. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we'll give it a go. So they start swinging off it and he's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And the steering wheel just snapped <laughs> off. Just shears. <laughs> oh, man. Because I remember... I, I, I jumped in with you and I remember they got two... Oh, maybe it was just one just pair just one vice grip. Yeah, one vice grip. And we're going through, like, the Alps. And they probably didn't sleep that night at all after that party. And... The brakes used to cook on that thing. On big, it was just a death trap. I got a lift with someone else yeah, man, from. You came with me, like, I'm not going in there. I went with Newly because Mailing was super hungover with his vice grips <laughs> in a van that's brakes don't work on tight mountain roads. I was like, yeah, see ya. 
Eddie put his full face on and they <laughs> <laughs> wore their helmets for the whole trip to Morzine. Parts falling out the back door. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when you took me for a drive in it in Leo Gang, I think, and I fell out the side of it? No. We went, it, was, it was way too late, and we were just like, I'm like, oh, I haven't been in it yet. And I'm like, I'll take you for a hoon around the pits. So you go around the pits, and I'm hanging out the side of it, and I just fall thinking I'll be all good. I just got, I, I wasn't good, hey. But that thing, yeah, that thing was not, what was it? The like, Black Pearl. But like, what was it? I just like, know it as the Black Pearl. Like, it was like a, I think it was like a, I think it was a Ford. Like was a it? Ford. Mini, uh, minibus because it, it had seats in it bus, yeah, yeah it was like an old school out. bus wasn't mm. it it was a weapon of a vehicle <laughs> I like the progression of like the little transit van <laughs> that was not big enough for four people to then like the bigger yeah. Ford thing that was kind of sketchy <laughs> yeah oh that thing was yeah piece of but that was good obviously because then you stepped that that's when you got the 10th at, at yeah and you had a pretty good year that year as well you like real consistent yeah I remember the Manitou's popping through rocks the whole yeah. time the front tyre I remember you saying you loved it because they were just like snake through roots it was stuff. a wild setup the Bergamot with the Manitou yeah yeah because yeah. how long were you there were there two years just one just one yeah it was because then I got that offer off intense mm. at the end of that year and it was super hard decision because I had so much fun that year on Bergamot mm. but I also liked intense like always looked up to mm, the like carver and stuff that rode intense and yeah the brand and i thought it'd be a better opportunity for me to go there so i ended up doing that who because it was you bernie and who else was on it it was very yeah sp- first very year Spanish. bernie was racing um it was me and i think ferran oh yeah 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 and then yeah i didn't even race a, i didn't race a race that year was that the first call? Was that yeah, that was the collarbone thing. Because that's when now, oh yeah, fuck. I almost don't want to talk about it because it, yeah, it's, it's just talk shit. about it heaps. It's just shit. But yeah, you obviously just like didn't race for a year. Had a bunch of surgeries, bone infection. Yeah, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to go into that. But yeah, that was just. A, I guess that's it's such a shitty thing to start a new team and then have yeah, come it up, felt, especially when I you felt got that terrible. Role. Way. Mm. Like yeah. Um, Anyway, so that was the move to intense. That, that was fifteen or fourteen. Fifteen. 15. Yeah. And then and then Don, and then Donny Parves. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> they, the next... they wrangled me. <laughs> that was sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. yeah you were on that. There. Yeah. This is when the fun started. This is when the the soul train started. Because I remember I remember Bernie um, came to me at Andorra Worlds, I think, and was just like, "Hey, like we want to join." And then obviously I knew you were going to be on the team, and I was just yeah. like, "Oh, this is this is going to be pretty cool." And just the fact that. Well, I was already having issues with it where I was at Da Vinci, so I wanted to leave anyway. Yeah. And then the fact that this offer came up, and I was like, "Oh, this could be, this could be pretty cool." The fact that like you're racing on a professional team with like we grew up racing, like yeah, thinking back to Lisco and stuff, and then being with the Americans like uh, Luca and Nick as well, it was like yeah. that, that. Honestly, is like I think from those years, from like being a privateer and just doing the van, and then joining it that that team, like I don't think we realized how good. Well, I didn't realize yeah. how good it actually was until you kind of look back at it. But that was that's why it's good to do those years, those like tougher years at the start. Yeah, exactly. So you don't feel entitled, mm. and I guess it just forces you to have a good work ethic. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that was an stuff. issue with Nicky at the start. Yeah, like I don't think he realized how good it was because he just was it. Yeah, he's yeah. just a kid. Like he's changed a lot now. Oh, it's so much yeah. different now. I love Nicky now, but like even the second year, like the second year, he changed I think it would hard person. not not to be like that when you're like a 15 or 16 year old kid and you get picked up by a factory team. Yeah, and they give you everything. You're gonna be a cocky little. <laughs> well, shit. I remember you and me. Like we didn't really deal with it 
well, we didn't enjoy it because it was like we seen it was so hard for us to get there. Yeah. And then he kind of got it on his plate, and then was like not great, not so grateful for it, or didn't understand as much. Yeah. So that was a bit tricky. I mean, we kind of came. I think it was 2016 at Worlds. He like we got like a full wrestling match because he like he was like <laughs> it went way too uh, far, and then he was just like. Oh, because he had the stuff going on with his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, we used to we used to give him a lot of shit. Though. We would stir him up. Yeah. But I think as a as a, as a first as a year junior, junior you that's just the rules. Yeah, you're going, you you're going it. through it. The grom abuse. The grom, yeah. yeah. But you also had issues in 2016, hey? Was it was it team camp? Was that when the collarbone happened again? Oh, yeah. Because I remember so clearly, man. Like, I remember Yeah, thinking, so I did it again. So I didn't race... It was nearly two years because mm. obviously last race was the end of 2014 mm. Worlds. Didn't race all of 2015 and then missed the first few races of 16 because I broke it again because it was still infected. I came off in Laguna for that um, mm. Crank Brothers shoot we did. Yeah. I just clipped the rock, went over the bars, the collarbone, the bone still had an infection and it just broke real easy. Mm. That, yeah. So I missed the first two, first few races of 16, but then mm. just got better and better through the year. I remember after that happened and we went back to the house and like you obviously knew you'd done your collarbone again. And I remember like, I don't know if, I think it might have been just you and me were like sitting at a table and I remember you just being like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I so you, often. I remember you just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I remember yeah. so clear and like I believed it. I was like, fuck, like you sounded very serious. It didn't sound like you were... Like, I, yeah, I could see how, like... Because, dude, to come off, yeah, two years of not racing and then go straight back into yeah. it, like, it's such and a... And I'd never even had an injury before that, really. Mm. So, yeah, it was freaking hard. Like, no racing when you finally get a pro team. Mm. And it just felt like you just go back, start again, start training, and end up writing yourself off again. It was just like a never-ending cycle. Mm. <laughs> it just felt like a waste, like... Yeah, I was off it. Mm. Do you feel like almost though, like you do the best when you kind of almost get backed into a corner like that or get this like, because I've seen every time that something bad's happened or like from the outside looks bad or like a challenge, then you'll come back the year after and then you just do really well. Because then like 16 obviously wasn't the best, but you yeah. came back at the end. But then 17, you were like, had your best year to date. Yeah. And it was like, you. it's like you, you always get put in this corner where it's like you either give up and it's all done or you come back swinging and then do your best kind of work. Do you feel like yeah, that's the that, thing? I guess that's the stuff that makes you better, mm. better writer, better person, like hard stuff like that. You don't really, yeah, I guess you don't really make any changes or improvements or if everything's easy, like mm. you don't get better, mm. but it's also, <laughs> it tests you, hey? it tests you. Yeah. yeah because it kind of just, um, instilled in me to like just keep trying no matter what yeah and yeah like I don't know if like even now when I'm over training or I just can't be just you know you don't feel like doing mm. you get out you don't want to go for a six hour road ride or something one day like but I just do it mm. and maybe it was all those years that yeah kind of built that up. for me yeah because yeah, without that stuff, I wouldn't be as maybe mentally strong mm. now. Because there was a lot of things that went wrong last year. Mm. And, yeah, I just used the same mindset and attitude and mm. ended up winning the overall. So maybe if all that stuff didn't go on at the start of my career, then 
you wouldn't have done it. I yeah. would have been a bit less like determined and persistent, just overall as a person. Because people don't see that. That's the thing. Like I remember, mm. like I'm, I, I, when you got second at Fort William to Greg, and we, well, we thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna win the thing. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, I just, I thought back to that moment in Cali when you're like, I think I'm done. So like, I knew you went from that to then yeah. almost winning a World Cup, like that to that. Like people would just see obviously an injury, but they like they don't see. Like some people get broken collarbone and they're like, oh, it's fine, I'll get it plated. But after like yeah. two and a half years of not racing, like that to then come back, work hard enough to then get second, and then from that year, like you were just like you're the standout guy from that year. But it's like you came from this point of like, shit, yeah, I don't know that, if I want to do it anymore. That one felt good because I <laughs> finally gave Intense something back. Because yeah. they were real good by me through those years. Like, mm. yeah. So that just felt obviously felt good to come back from feeling like I wanted to quit to going so well and just the fact that I was finally giving intense mm. like something for what they had given me how was that race that as well because all your friends and stuff were there it was like it was almost like the perfect yeah that storm. was like one of the best were you at that one yeah was that 17, 17. yes yeah, so that was my first world cup oh, oh that yeah. was cool yeah. yeah yeah that was one of my best memories from racing mm. yeah because yeah, we've got a sick friend group. Like mm. we've all got that we all get along so well and just really good people. So it was crazy to have them fly over <laughs> to <laughs> to the other side of the world and watch and then I got down. my best result ever in front of everyone. It was just such a good memory. Mm. Damn Greg though. Yeah. <laughs> could have just could have just let it go, just, eh? Cuz you can cuz it was raining when you came down. Yeah, it just started raining at the yeah. top and I was like, "No." But then <laughs> Went all right, and then I think Loris crashed. Yeah. And then it started raining heavier, but Greg's just a bloody... Just a beast, eh? It's just his thing. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember when it started getting a bit heavier, I was like, oh, Jack's got it. He's got, Mm. like, it was like... Even to just just to get That was the same with Connor. We all thought he had that win in Leo game. Oh, Gwyn snapped his chain. Connor's got this. And somehow he just... I felt like that in Mont-Saint-Anne, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mud one. Yeah, yeah, when, when Gwyn beat me yeah. when it was in the rain. But it's funny, man. It's just like Gwyn and Greg are just like, they just ruined, they've ruined a lot of people's day, hey? <laughs> when it comes to just like stealing that win away. They ain't letting one go. Nah, it's like, come on, man. You've got enough. Mm. Give us one. <laughs> <laughs> Give us just the one. But the rest of that year, like, you just, because you got seventh in the overall, hey, and you were fifth for like most of the year. But you just felt like yeah, you found your mojo Yeah, I was third back. for... For a lot of it as well. For a lot of it. Then I dropped back to fifth. And then I lost the fifth at the last race. I was so burnt out that year, man. Mm. We did all of downhill. We did crank works. I did a couple EWSs at the start because I just discovered that and Mm. thought it was pretty fun. So it was just... I remember finishing that year and just being absolutely toasted, eh? Mm. And I think I dropped back to seventh in Mm. overall, which I was kind of bummed about because I was running running so good yeah it's a hard thing to do hey when you try and do crank works downhill yeah and we had a new bike at the end of the year that Mm. went from the alloy one which I was really comfortable on to the carbon one which was just a little bit different and Mm. you don't want to swap in the middle of a year hey nah it just yeah that tank the tank the tank M29 that thing was yeah it was sick I I remember that being one of my favourite bikes yeah like it was so good. Just, I've still got it in the shed. And they would be... That would have to be one of the first 29 downhill bikes made. Yeah. 
Because they're like we want we proper it. ones. I remember proper people one, like yeah. bodging them up and just putting wheels in. Mm. But yeah, Jeff made them specifically for twenty nine, and kind of just tweaked them how we wanted them. Mm. I've got it sitting in the shed, and I want to build it up, but I don't have the linkage for it. Oh, true. I've hit up Chappie. Chappie, mate, if you're watching, <laughs> send me the linkage for that M29. <laughs> Do you ever think if you retired, like if you just got these old bikes, just go take them for a spin one day? Yeah. Like, like, well, being... I've kept a bunch of me world's bikes and stuff, so. Like, surely when you don't, like, have any other sponsors or anything, mm. you just, like, just go to a local club on, like, bring the tank out for a, an <laughs> outing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Imagine what these are going to look like in 20 years. Like, you look at 20-year-old bikes now. It'll be steam engines, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the development where they're going. Like, yeah. it's going to look like, yeah, like, it'll look like what the bikes from the 90s look like. Yeah. But, like, how, but you think how? Yeah, like, how how's can it going to look any better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they'll find a way. But then, um, after that, because we, I was going to say, because I always wanted to get the double World Cup podium with you because then we could oh, post it back to the Lithgo, the Lithgo one and we just We were so close it. in Croatia that year. Oh, because you got sixth, eh? I got Dak six. Dak got me by point, I think it was point zero something. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that, never happened. Never happened. Well, that close. was because that was a good. You race. got second or third? I got third. You got sixth, and Chuck got twelfth. I think. Yeah. That's when we were like we're a pretty strong team. That we, and we were young as well, man. Like, yeah. Thinking back, how young we were, and like yeah. how like and again the Soul Train, man. The, the soul, soul Train. Soul train. I think we made everyone else's day. Like how we were just <laughs> you all, still get messages from people that were like that team was sick. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. I remember even when it broke up, people were like, would come up to me and they were like, that was sad. Yeah, they were all finished. Yeah. And Nathan Hughes hated our, <sighs> our soul train. Nathan, mate. <laughs> so we had the photographer, Nathan Hughes, and he hated the soul Well, train. we still cop that now with Boris because yeah. me and Party Boy and Bomber always like vlogging, mm. doing trains with the GoPro yeah. and stuff. Like, leave a gap. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, it was so, like, it helps so much because I know if I'd follow you and you'd follow me, we were such similar speed. That yeah. you could actually really compare lines properly. Yeah. Where now, like, I hate riding by myself. Yeah. I really don't like it. <laughs> I've gone the opposite. I always ride by myself now. Well, I ride... I normally ride at the front. I feel like we used to mix the trains up more. Yeah, depending yeah. who was feeling good. Like, yeah, you know, and if it was always, the front yeah, you would just go ham straight <laughs> out of the gate. So we'd just send you out, oh, our man. little attack dog. <laughs> First run, you'd go so fast. Well, Chuck was the same. I like to build speed into it. Yeah. So yeah I, think I was I just peak too early sometimes. Yeah. But I feel like now, I normally, depends. I like me, like following party way and stuff in practice. Mm. But for racing, for practice and stuff, I normally go. I think it's good to follow someone when you're not feeling that good and they tow you up yeah, a bit. Yeah. You kind of latch on and they'll drag you up to speed. Yeah. Where sometimes then if you're feeling it, you go first. And even having someone behind you, I think, motivates you to give like a little bit mm. more oomph. Give it a bit more Beatles, eh? Mm. But yeah, that was a good time. The Soul Train in 20, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. You mean Chuckle? And nine, no, 17 and 18. Well, we still kind of did it in 19, hey? Yeah, we did a few. We just, we, we were just mixing it up. We were on yeah. different brands, but we still found each other. Yeah, we still did a couple. We, we, still, we still let it happen. Yeah. Um, but then after 19, because you'd, you were still on Intense, you were leaving though, um, it got a bit tricky there because you'd signed, well, it was like a letter of intent. Yeah, I signed a letter of intent for a team. And then it all kind of fell through right at the end. Like, no fault of your own, but it just kind yeah. of collapsed right at the end. Well, I just... Yeah, I thought I was... Had something sorted. Mm. So I... 
let all the other companies know that I was talking to that I got something sorted and mm. then it fell apart at the end and then I had nothing. Mm. Do you f- do you feel like <laughs> like looking back now that that was almost one of the best things that could have happened in a way with how it's turned out? Yeah. But but like this guy, I always well, it's, it's funny because I was just doing the year with Kenyon to try get a downhill ride again. Mm. But then after that first year on enduro, they really wanted me to go to the downhill team and I was like no, I reckon I could yeah. maybe win one of these if I do another year of proper training for it and like keep doing more races. So it's funny how it turned. Like mm. I just wanted to do one year, just so I had something to do that year, yeah. and then back to it. Like the goal was to get back onto a downhill team, mm. and then because in seventeen you got like a sixth and an eighth or something, and like out of the kind of like you just like I'll just do these for fun in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, I got six at Rotorua, and it was. Eighth or I think it was top ten in mm. Derby. I don't know the exact position. Maybe tenth, eighth or tenth. Yeah. No, eighth. I got Le 12, 2016, oh, okay. the year before. I think I got tenth at Derby. So to me, we're watching from the outside. I was sad that you weren't racing downhill anymore, but I was also like, part of me was like, this, this isn't a bad thing. Like yeah. to come out and not focus on something and be top ten in the world is like no easy feat. Yeah, and then I just feel like those longer style of tracks suit me really well so i knew legs comes out (laughs) yeah i knew if i did some training for it that i could probably go pretty well and Mm. i was excited to do some different training because you know how it is just doing the same shit for downhill for that was like my eighth year of doing downhill Mm. gym sprints all the stuff Mm. like i like the different training even though i hate road riding i got a lot more road riding now which is it was just more time on the bike Mm. and and you go a lot more places as well. Yeah, you like a go lot to of some new cool places. places. You just got all natural, raw tracks. Mm. It was just pretty inviting to at least do a year. Mm. It wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't an amazing deal or anything. Like I wasn't. It was. I was literally just doing it to fill the year to try get back get on a downhill team. Yeah. When did it switch? When did it go from hey, I'm just doing this to get back on a downhill bike to hey, this is actually, I'm pretty good at this, maybe I should stick to it. At the end of that year, like I did the fourth at Zermatt, and mm. then I got third in Pietra and third in Finale. Mm. And there wasn't an overall, but I think I was second in the points or something. If oh, I really? was, maybe, yeah. So <laughs> For a feeling right. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, could probably go pretty well if... Yeah. If I trained for it, and that's because even in twenty one, weren't you planning on doing both? Yeah, yeah. So I was, and then you won. Then I just started going. I was going really well, and I was fighting with Richie for the title. So I just said to Fab and Gabe, like, "There's no point Mm. for me to do this. Like, it's already hard enough Mm. to do all those races and." go well as like as well as trying to focus on downhill is just too much Mm. like I just wanted to have a weekend off in between when there was a downhill race not go there blow myself out and also risk crashing and getting hurt Mm. when I'm going that well like if I was getting if I wasn't winning and fighting for the title I would have just done some downhill races like that was the plan yeah like I did downhill in 2020 with the enduro because you got 7th at Worlds as well didn't you? Seven? Got six at Worlds. Six at Worlds, yeah. Yeah. 
and seventh <laughs> at seventh at Maribor the next yeah World Cup yeah. I just wanted to do that because that year, obviously, I said I wanted to go back to downhill, but I also wanted to prove to myself that I could still go good in downhill because the year before I had massive problems with just mm. the bike and this parts, parts and, stuff and stuff I had yeah. to run. So everyone kind of lost faith. Well, I think a lot of people thought I was just not trying or mm. being And when lazy, you're on a team so... and people are forcing you to run parts that they're not even running themselves, I feel like that's a bit of a... Yeah, like, that's a bit of a kick in the balls. <laughs> I know you don't want to say that, but I'm open to say that because it was a, a pretty shit go. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I wanted to prove to myself yeah. that I could still go faster down a race. Mm. And then yeah, I was going to keep doing that in 21, but it just because I remember you went to Leger or something, and I remember Sven giving you shit. He's like, "Oh, you're a specialist now." <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I think the weekend after you won, and he was like, "Yep." <laughs> I am. And I was like, I remember him staring. He's giving me shit again this year when I was there filming. He's like, "Why aren't you riding?" Yeah. But I was blown, dude. I don't know how Eddie did that. We did that massive stint in Whistler, two in America, mm. flew back. Eddie got straight off the plane to track walk mm. and then started racing. Like He would have just been a drone, man. He mm. would have been autopilot. I reckon you should have just raced and stopped on the side of the track with your phone and just got some <laughs> clips. Moi Moi TV from inside the tape. Oh, I did a good Moi Moi TV from outside the I know you did, anyway. but I just, imagine both, man. Imagine giving the fans the <laughs> in-tape experience. Yeah. Sinking tins on the side. It would have been nice. I, I know what you mean, though. You but need a race. It's too much. Like, Yeah. Well, as a racer, you're not going to go there and not try so that's the thing. Exactly. And I feel like um, racing, when I was racing, when we first did, like 2017, when we did all the stuff, like Crankworks and the downhill and the enduro, when you're just racing and you've got no expectations, it doesn't take it out of you as much. Like, mm. Whereas now, racing and you're expected to win and like, if you don't, then you're not going to be happy, then it kind of, it's a lot more stress and like just takes up a lot more energy to mm. go to a race. So I feel like the better you're doing, like getting, going and getting top 30s, like when I first started versus going to win, like it's so much more mentally mm. draining. And I think it, it smashes me more like mentally than physically. Yeah. Like I just get so over like, and that came trying in to get into winning. the mindset to push yourself to race, so that that's why I need the breaks between the enduros, because mm. downhills even I feel like downhills probably more mentally taxing because you got that one run mm. to smash it, and if you just make a little mistake, your whole weekend's over. Mm. So like I didn't need that on top of the stress from already trying to win enduro races. So I just decided it's not worth it. And you reckon that when you started winning, like that the pressure came in more yeah well I even remember when I was getting some podiums in the downhill in 2017 and that it was like going into 2018 it's just a lot more mm. mentally taxing at the races because mm. you know how well you can go and you kind of like you're expected to do that mm. now whereas before when you're coming up and you just keep getting mm. better results it's fun like mm. oh I didn't expect that I just got top 10 then, oh, I just got my first podium. Mm. But then, yeah, after that. <laughs> well, so everyone says it's only down from the top, really, isn't it? Yeah, especially after winning last year. I was just so stressed 
this off season I did not have a good off season. My shoulder took ages, then I had another crash like two weeks after I got on the bike. Hurt my hip, couldn't train properly, like I thought I'd break my hip, but it was just really bad bone bruising. So I couldn't train properly, so I wasn't that fit. My shoulder was weak, went to Scotland, like just feeling horrible mm. and got I think I got twenty six, like yeah. trying really hard. So all that was just I was not like just wasn't in the best place. Mm. Like And then you also have that pressure of people like, Oh you got twenty six. Yeah, oh, he's not, he's they're all got... asking you yeah. what happened. Yeah. You're like, I tried my best and yeah. that's what I got. Like yeah. but no one knows exactly what you went through. Exactly. yeah. But yeah, what I'm getting at is just the whole thing of being expected to go well just take mm. racing just takes it to another level of how much like how hard it is mm. so everyone again are you doing downhill next year like I don't want to I'd rather focus and try my best like specialist yeah. specialise in one you hear that Sven then do <laughs> do a couple different things half assed or do yeah. one thing really good like I just want to do the one thing really good mm. like I do miss downhill racing sometimes but I also like enjoy enduro so much like the tracks we get to ride I reckon are way better mm. even if they've got some filthy pedals that make you want to kill yourself sometimes <laughs> the the natural stuff the roots the rocks like it's just like more mountain bike more enjoyable hey? yeah and not more so... stuff I like to ride rather than just hurling yourself flat out 110% down some really gnarly shit like mm. sometimes that's not <laughs> that enjoyable no dude not at all <laughs> like when we raced um, Andorra this year there was some sketchy shit there yeah I was watching the race live I told you the other day the yeah. bridge at the bottom dude oh. holy the amount of people that nearly died on that and Remy, Remy was it Remy did, yeah he got, got knocked smoked? out yeah. he got concussed yeah it can be yeah it could, like you see that and you go I'm happy with this enduro where like <laughs> you might have to pedal a bit harder but on the whole well, it's more fun yeah I just it just suits me just found that it suits me a bit better Work, I yeah. always went better at the longer downhill races mm. like takes me a bit to get into it I'm not an explosive sprint build like mm. I'm a we could join forces got really man. good cardio like long distance yeah. like I think that's just more my build yeah it just works better even like mentally getting I remember you could fly out of the gate you'd get first in split the yeah. first split one all the time I'd be like 30th or 40th at split one at a downhill. We would swap half, my we way. We would swap halfway. Yeah. I'll race the top, you race the bottom. We'd working be fine. my way down, whereas when you've got a 15-minute enduro track, that's like perfect for me. I can yeah. just get into a rhythm. Don't have to go out of the gate all guns blazing. Like you can yeah. just kind of roll out the gate and just start getting into a mad flow the whole way down. That It's just it's what are you, what are you thinking about in the 15 minute thing because my thing was the first minute or minute and a half of track I'm not thinking about anything I'm so reactive to the track and then after that I start thinking about how good my run's going like I yeah, start to not good. yeah <laughs> I don't I hate it but that's why I go backwards because I start to analyse what I've done do you just stay in that yeah. state of just reacti- re- like reacting to what's in front of you um, it's, I try to but as you get distracted sometimes and you mm. think about stuff and you try to focus again but enduro is good like that sometimes because it just keeps you you got to be on your toes because you don't know the track mm. so you sometimes you don't have much time to think about anything you're trying to think like where you're going like mm. 
you just can't remember the track, so it's, everything's just popping up. Mm. You just yeah. Do you ever feel like you get distracted by things in the crowd, nah. like noises or? Because I was gonna say when we go to races and everyone's smoking weed on the side of the track, and you get like a big <laughs> hit of it, that's the most distracting thing I feel like you can get in a race run. How do you know what that sounds like, mate? I've just been I've been around for long enough. <laughs> I thought it was incense for a while, but apparently incense. someone told us. They're like, did you smell that at checkpoint three? I was like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I was like stuff like that. It's like sometimes yeah, you can, can take you out and put people you back really in. clearly sometimes and stuff like that. Mm. You try and just shut it all off. I mean, I yeah. one thing I forgot to say as well in twenty twenty one, which I'm like, I don't know how you did this, but you also like built, and I don't think people understand how hard this was either. Like you built up your YouTube and started like yeah. doing way more social media and one. Like I was impressed. Obviously, it's impressive to win the overall, and that's like not easily done at all but the fact that you built up your YouTube and vlogged pretty much every race stage everything as you did it I was like man that is some work and (laughs) commitment to just like yeah to finish a a day of training and then go home and edit a thing is like it's it's taxing it's really taxing I think that's more like the the fact that you did both together is like way more impressive to me than just one or the other yeah I'm super over doing that (laughs) now it's well, now you might have much. A new, I'm trying to get someone to new henchman. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get someone to sort me out with that next year because it, I was like, dude, that year kind of burning the candle at both ends, and you just go yeah. out, practice, come home, edit, wake up, go out, do your um, what's it called, pro stage, come home, edit it. Same with racing, all year it was just friggin'. Yeah, I could see it, man. We were in Morzine. I could see like how hard it was to do everything like train yeah ride edit film it's just you're always on non-stop eh mm. yeah I just the youtube's something i really wanted to build so i've been going ham on it i'm hoping i can get a filmer for next year to help out with editing and if anyone's just, out there yeah if anyone's out listening to this moi moi look we're looking for a looking for a guy a filmer we don't want someone we don't we don't need anyone overqualified we don't have a massive <laughs> Moi Moi TV doesn't have a massive budget but but, but see you're like you like the question has been asked whether you might do it and you're kind of like yeah playing still, with the idea I'm not sure yet the the season next year is really well laid out for like for me anyway because it goes Oz Europe and then last one in Canada so should mm. be able to do the whole season but yeah, he's torn. He wants, to do, he wants to do the race. I also am pretty over living in a van. Mm. Yeah. Moi Moi TV, they pay for accommodation. It's part of the deal. Well, I've got to work it all out. That's the thing. Once you start paying for ACOM and flight, and then you got to pay the filmer mm. a salary, and then like it's so much money for, mm. for like, I'm just trying to start the YouTube on the side. Like, it's yeah. not that. Because I've, I've got a mate that does filming, and I was thinking about flying him over to shoot the first World Cups and try and get him to edit and produce the podcast because it's too yeah. even with the podcast man if I like just say we're at a World Cup right now and I film this yeah, like, it takes time just to film it but I don't mind doing that but then to create the content and put it out the time yeah. I just don't have the time and it's not even just the, even if you do have the time it's just the brain power that yeah. goes into it when you should be resting recovering spinning massage all that yeah but it's almost like you need to spend money to make money. So if you can do it and it is a good product that can be put out, I think people engage with it. And that's the thing. If you can keep winning and producing it all as you're doing, it's just going to grow that quicker. Yeah, that's. I want to focus on just a bit more of my training and racing. Mm. I still want to do all this, but I just want. I just need a, some help. So I'm yeah. looking at that. 
Well, peace of mind as well. Easier, yeah. Mm. You can't put a price on peace of mind. Oh, though. mate, no way. But also, it's the thing to like have someone that you want to be around because they're in your yeah. life. Like they're very yeah. Like when you, even when you do like a, a film project at a race and you've got like a new filmer, it's almost you're like... you're not going to be yourself as much if you got some. No. Nah. Yeah. Because how long have you guys known each other for? Mm, long time. We really that was that first Threbo trip. We really started hanging out. Yeah, that would have been. Was it Cannonball? Uh, yeah, Cannonball. I broke my shoulder. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, was that yeah. in the whip off? The whip off. Yeah, I didn't go <laughs> in it. Right. I was like, yeah. The whip off's taken out a few. I remember. I, did you remember see my um, over jump on you? Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I couldn't whip, and everyone's like, just go big, go big. So, so I just you went large. pulled, and I like landed and um cooked my heel. Yeah, like blew up my heel and couldn't, and then couldn't ride the next day. and Went home. Oh, I think it was six. I think that was sixteen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I got a clip of it, so, you know, it's all worth it in the end. Yeah, anyway, it'd be good to have Newly Duke behind the camera. Yeah, yeah so you're just, because you might want to race still. That's the, like well, the, that's the conflict of interest, you know. Yeah, we yeah. Just gotta Mate, can you race out. and film? You just go yeah. you just go before him, get to the bottom, get the shot. Mm. I'd be happy just riding anyway. Are we, got, are we all iPhone? No. Are we going to buy a camera? Are we going to lash out? Oh, if, I get, if, like, if it is Newly. If, if Newly started filming, I'd get a proper camera. Yeah. Go high end. The iPhone's just because I can't cart a camera around while I'm riding and stuff, and mm. then just whip it out and get a couple of clips and put it back in my pocket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you think it's it... only on iPhone because I'm filming it all right now? Yeah. Did you think it would blow up as quickly as it did? Like, because um, it took off pretty. I don't quick. think it's blown up that much. It's was... still pretty like. Yeah. But even it's going to Cannibal, so see... hard. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I don't have that many subscribers and stuff, but you see it. You just compare it to like birded and stuff and yeah, all that, but like the, the amount of people that come up and say how much they love it and stuff—that's mm. what I didn't expect. Mm. But the like it's yeah, it hasn't blown up with like heaps of subscribers. I still think say. it's gotten pretty big pretty quick, especially the fact that you haven't like it's not your like people that become YouTubers just YouTube. It's yeah. like you're a racer that does YouTubing on the side. Oh, I like, feel like I the... could make so many sick videos if I didn't have to train. Yeah, ex- yeah, ex- like, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like I would love. To. You're trying to balance two things. Mm. It's like, yeah, I think I think for the effort you've put into it because of the time restraints you've got with everything else is pretty damn good to still like get this this product. But yeah, that's the thing. If you just focused on like, oh, hey, I'm not going to race enduro next year. I'm just going to work on the YouTube. Then I think it would go crazy. But yeah. Obviously, just the more the more time and more work can go into it. Yeah. Well, I just want to keep building it up so that one day when I do decide I'm done with racing, that I can mm. move over into that and just start filming sick videos. Just go on adventures and mm. yeah. That's kind of the goal, isn't it? To be able to have like that much of a following that you can like. Yeah. Because you could just incorporate your surfing, your riding, go to cool just places. Yeah. Because yeah. I always see like that's what I, that's the plan with it. Like, mm. and people just love being. It's you're way more of a personality. I think it's more there. engaging. Yeah, yeah. Than Instagram, where it's just like a few snapshots here and there. Mm. But it's just more engaging with the fans, and people love seeing that behind the scenes stuff like sometimes it's all stuff where I just feel like a dickhead filming it but mm. that's what they want to see yeah. yeah that's one thing I notice especially with I guess yours and Bernie's where people actually do just want to engage with the like mundane life of what you're mm. doing that I guess you probably wouldn't think is interesting because you've done it a million times yeah but they really grasp onto because they feel like they are a part of your life and I think when you put in more effort and polish it more and make it like 
yeah. a really cool product. They're like, eh. That's always been the worry of getting another film. I like it might not be edited the same. It might mm. not, but it's just, I don't see any other route because I don't want to keep. I think you just got to, at the start, you've just got to, like, and I think because you've got so many out there already and you just like, copy this yeah. kind of thing. No, that's why I reckon newly be really good because he's got the same sense of humour as me pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. He'd just be good to hang out with. Knows how, like, you don't even, he knows how to film stuff, but you don't even need to be a good filmer. No, that's the thing. Vlogs, you just got to. Yeah, you need to be able to just be like normal yeah. and be in a situation and film everything you need filmed. Like, it would still be supernatural with him filming because he's one of my good mates. Like, we just talk yeah. and stuff normally. Whereas, like you said before, if I had some professional filmer. Yeah, you'd around, almost feel like you'd have to weird, put it on. Yeah. Mate, you're the perfect candidate. Know. Come yeah, on. the perfect candidate. We'll have to talk business after Yeah, this. I was going to we'll say, sign, sign the contract. <laughs> sign the contract. <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, you've got to sign a contract. You and G, Gigi are having a running race, I've oh, heard. Word on the street. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, me and George went for a run the other day. We kind of, we might be changing sides now, hey? With Georgie? Yeah, I might put my money on you now. Dude, it's not even a question. <laughs> I know, but I just want to see the race, hey? You just... <laughs> you just creating tears, I just, I just like the hype behind it. The hype. I just want to, I just want to see a battle. George is a demon on the, on the legs, eh? Oh, man. He's, we went to the gym, it's like, it's funny, the girls are watching us, because, like, I think we're both pretty competitive, yeah. and we're just doing stuff, we're, like, kind of pushing each other, and the girls are like, oh, a bit of friendly competition here, I'm like, yeah, fucking, who cares? <laughs> but that guy's a menace, hey? Yeah, he's a weapon. Because he did 24 hours. Yeah, he did gnarly 24 hours. Yeah, see, that's, that's ahead of what, what I want to do. What did he do, 100 and something things? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. He's cool. But it wasn't, it wasn't just running, it was, like, through the bush. Like, yeah, like, it's like, obstacles. Up, shit. Yeah. 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 Dude, he'll do a full night shift. And then come home and come straight for like a hundred k loop on the roadie with me or something. And he doesn't even ride like he just likes to just test himself. Fit eh? and yeah, likes physical would, exertion. Like I, I kind of see that, but I always feel like I do that for a goal. Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to push myself, but I feel like yeah, like you need a you need a goal to like get you out of bed and get you like do that six hour ride or whatever. Where he's just like, I just want to do it to test what I can do. Yeah, I think it just keeps you busy as well. Just. Yeah. Doing something. Exercise just makes you feel good, eh? Like, yeah. I always used to say, what well, we used to say, we're not doing shit when we retire, but I feel like the more older you yeah. get on, you're like, I'm going to have to still exercise. Mm. <laughs> like, I'll just come home and be a fat shit in the off-season for a couple of weeks and I feel really You feel horrible, bad. yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, I've, I'm just still running and training now. I used to get fat in the off-season. Yeah. Like, fat. Yeah. Like, like, I put on some weight. I remember weight. you came to team camp one year in Temecula, and you I had a fat. gut. I was fat. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, like, what are you up to, Dean? Because <laughs> that was, when was that? That was normally Jan or that Feb. That would have been 2018, yeah. But it was in January yeah, or February. January. That was, like, my fattest months, man. Yeah. Like, November through to Jan, I was like, I'm, yeah. But then you try and pull yourself out of that hole, and eventually it's going to get too hard. There's a happy medium, like, when I retire, I'm not going to be training how hard I am now, Yeah, but I yeah, still go to yeah. the gym. And you don't need to black out on sprints, but... Probably have mainly e-bikes in my quiver, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you can stay fit on an e-bike. Yeah. You just go a bit longer. But yeah. I'm like, I used to like have this mentality, I got fit for riding, and now I just try and get fit to be confident, because like, you know when you're mm. fit, you're happy, confident, like life flows better? Where I used to just put it all down to, I just want to get fit to ride my bike. And I'm like, it's kind of a stupid mentality because you might ride your bike for this small portion of your life. Yeah. And then the rest of it is all shit kind of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, the fat off season thing's a real thing. 
<laughs> it's it's a real problem. Um, I'll ask you a few more questions, and we'll get we'll get <laughs> yeah, get, get newly on the mic. Wait, wait, wait for some questions. I was well. Did you, did you ever feel like you got fat in the off season? I was going to ask you that, but no, nah, I've always been pretty good. Nah, because we always do yeah, we always yeah. You've always been fit anyway. I feel like you've got like yeah. pretty good yeah. metabolism yeah. as well. Like even I know when you weren't training, you wouldn't change. Dude, that much. I would come home, not train, eat macas, eat deep yeah. fried, and just lose weight because I lose some muscle. Like I can't put it on. I look anyway. at food and I put on, but I lose it quick. I go up like either way. Yeah. Like I can get fit in like a couple of weeks and I get unfit in a couple of weeks. Like it's yeah. strange. But then we're like just. Always surfing, yeah. Like we're always you should, doing. Yeah, be yeah, active. Probably doing way more than people, other people that just sit at home and don't really yeah. do much. Like yeah, like even in the off season, you're still doing lots of exercise, just different. Like mm. it's not on the mountain bike. Mm. All right, I got some questions before we, we wrap it up. Mm. If you had to give some advice to someone coming up, well, it can be a kid or grown up, anything about some riding advice and then just life advice. Either one of you can answer it. So, like, because mm. I knew you was going to have some just like life hack advice. Yeah. So I was going to say, you can. I can't share my life hacks. Oh, just life hacks on live television, uh, Dean. But surely you've got some that you can I'd share for, with people. For writing, I'd say spend a good day with someone that knows what they're doing and set your, get your bike set up. Because mm. I see so many kids riding with like huge bars or suspension too hard or too soft. Just set your bike up and then go from there. Mm. Just like start it's not a bad start. tip, not a bad tip. When we does a bit of coaching here and again, just so you know, if anyone's looking for a, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you having a break yeah. from it for a bit? Well, I just did, I just helped out half or a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did some that year in 2020 when we didn't have any racing, but mm. yeah, no time. Do you find it? Hard? Yeah, that's the thing because I always want to help kids, but then I don't want to commit to it. Yeah. Because it just it, if once I start helping and coaching properly, I want to do it properly. Yeah. But. You can't half ass yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I just don't commit to it. I mm. just half is cool. He's easy. Like I go yeah. riding with him anyway. So yeah, it works well. I'll do like we've done a couple coaching sessions, and then I'll just follow him when we go riding and mm. make sure he's been listening to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's good when you see someone, you say something, and then actually do it. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a good feeling. But yeah, just it's something I'll do when I mm. finish racing and I got a bit more time. But for now, I was just tapped. Well, what would be your advice though you'd give give someone? Um, probably what I said before to kids, like just ride a shitload of mountain bikes, and um, don't need to train until just do it for fun. Yeah, that's that's how I did it. I don't obviously there's no right and wrong way, but mm. I feel like the best thing you can do when you're young is just go ride and have fun with your buddies. That's all we did. We mm, just yeah. Start on a hard tail as well. Yeah, start <laughs> on a hard tail, flat pedals. Like just get your I skills like up. Kids are just like, how can I go faster? How can I go faster? I just wanted to mm. ride. Well, how do I get sponsored? Yeah, well, yeah, not how do I go faster, but how do I... They, they're already looking at like being sponsored yeah. or being professional, but mm. we just... I literally just wanted to ride every week mm. because it was so much fun. Like, all the stuff before you get sponsored is where you have the most fun. And that's like, where you're getting so much better without even knowing it. When yeah. you start trying to get better, it becomes not fun. Like, mm. that's what you do when you become pro, I think. Mm. Heaps of people have said that. All the Kiwis mm. have the same mentality. Like, 
Anyway. When you're chasing something, when you're the dog chasing the car, it's more fun when you get in the car. Yeah, but you shouldn't be chasing something when you're 12 years old. You should be going out and... Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you don't need to chase it. But you can have, like, I mean, like, have a dream to, like, one yeah. day do it. But, like, you should just focus on the things that you control of getting better on the bike, not what yeah. I can get from getting better on the bike. Yeah. Mm. What about life advice? I know you've got some kind of good life advice. Life advice. Oh, I don't know. What's the, what's the thing you live by every day? What's something that you um, you wake up and you go, besides being a magpie and picking up shiny things? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess maybe things seem bad. I guess they could always be worse. So just, yeah. Word. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. No. No, but like, just think. Yeah, don't don't Sometimes worry. Sometimes things you just worry about just don't mean yeah. shit in reality. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, like, like when you it zoom doesn't out, mean anything, and you just waste all this time. Yeah, you overthinking, stressing, and yeah, I do that a lot. Mm. Stop and breathe. Yeah. All right, I'll finish on the last one. How do you want to be remembered? What are these questions? These are like I've heard them somewhere. <laughs> He's taking, he's taking them off someone else. Yeah, you just rip these off someone's podcast. Not that one. I've, the the oh, one. I've heard. Have you heard True Geordie? He's like a. Oh yeah. He's, he's a British guy. He asks oh. that. I think it's a good question. I just. He's a, like a, he does like boxing stuff and like MMA stuff and all that. He's like a, he's real tattooed. He's like a heap of oh. tattoos. He's like a big guy with a beard. He's True Geordie, and he asks. I just thought. It was I a think cool, I'm thinking of someone else. No, I just thought it was a cool question. Yeah. Because I feel like I think a lot of people like they I've don't think about it. A lot of things. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> oh. I, I think it's true because you ask it and honestly like it's not something I think about what like how do you want to be remembered remembered I don't know just the guy that has fun and doesn't take life too seriously yeah that's, that's me yeah. mm. everyone I, all my mates are just worried about buying houses and having kids I'm like yeah just live eh? yeah. live a bit yeah we'll do that later in life yeah, there's like a balance of that stuff, eh? Yeah. It's just hard to know. What about you, Kev? How do you right. want to be remembered? Um, uh, maybe it's just uh, just always trying my best. Try your best. Up, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good one. Mm. I was going to say, you fairly, you fairly live that ethos. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give up, keep to, coming yeah, back, get backed into a corner, mate, keep fighting. Just keep fighting, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's good. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to shout out, people? Um, Follow Moi Moi TV. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Give us a filmer. Give us a subscribe. <laughs> Give us a like. Um, Give us a follow. Give us a follow. Yeah, newly d- at Newly Dukes. Newly Dukes. I don't know, man. Just That's about it. Give the love. Shout out beach. to everyone who supports our racing. True. Yada, yada, yada. True. All that good stuff. And any, <laughs> I was going to say any sponsors you want to thank, but we might, we might just hold on to that. <laughs> I was say any sponsors you want to thank but we'll just wait till next year before we start oh, thanking yeah. them nah shout out to all my sponsors mate keeping the lights on yeah no. keeping the lights on supporting my race and let me live the dream <laughs> do you ever everyone get... knows who they are I rep hard you rep hard you do rep yeah. hard you put it out yeah. do you ever think about this because like we do talk about it it has its challenges or whatever but like at a point in your life this was a dream to like be able to just travel the world and race bikes yeah. And also the downtime you can get out of it to do this kind of stuff is like, I do like, sometimes when it's all overwhelming and like too much, it does seem like a real stressful thing and people don't see a lot of the, yeah, like being injured in another country on a team that doesn't speak your language properly is, it's pretty isolating, hard job to have. 
but mm. then you get that win and then you get the, surrounded by people and like it's a it's like your endorphins go crazy but it, it can it's like highs and lows of it i think people and Lots people in highs this, and lows mm. that's that's hard to navigate isn't it Donnie? oh man it's, sometimes you just want to be steady there's been times where i'm like i would just give this up and go work a normal job <laughs> yeah hey. you're uh, you're under the house mods you can you can just slowly yeah. trade off to doing renos almost done we're getting there yeah they're nearly done what do you reckon you would be doing if you weren't racing? I wanted to be a physio. That's what I was going to try to do at uni. But now, I remember I tried pretty hard in school. like, And I don't think I could study again after. <laughs> I was just over it. Yeah. So, I'm so glad I didn't go down that path because I don't think I'd be like... Well, I'd probably be liking the physio, but all the uni work mm. you got to do to I be a physio. I couldn't concentrate in school either. Like. Yeah, well, I... I just tried so hard and I, I studied really hard and I think I was just over that. Yeah. I didn't want to, I, I did not want to even look at a book or anything yeah. about stuff. So I've had yeah. nightmares that I've got to test, like still, <laughs> and I need to study shit Dude, like I think that. if I went back to school, yeah. Imagine like if studying. you had to go to school tomorrow. Like yeah. you had to go into a classroom and sit there. Yeah. So, I'm like real good in woodwork and metalwork and all those like yeah, hands-on ones. Yeah, I like ones. them. Yeah. So if I didn't do that, I probably would have been... Boiling. Uh, no, like a, I wouldn't mind being a chippy builder, yeah. but You're pretty at the handy same as well. time, yeah, I think it's cool doing your own stuff, but yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be as yeah. fun doing that for other people. Yeah. Would you, you know? do, because like, I'd love to get into like making furniture and stuff, but like your yeah. own kind of like your, it'd be your design or your like way of making it and then you just sell it. So it's yeah, like, it's kind of like your, tra- like it's your thing and you're not just working on someone yeah, else's yeah. place. Cabinet maker Donnie has a You ring see that? that? Yeah. You see that? Wonder. When I'm older. Mm. Hit up Moz, sh- he's a cabinet maker. Is he? Mm. No, I do like tables and co- like incorporate metal and wood and stuff. Can we put yeah. some new uh, fire chairs? Yeah, it needs to be chair saying as you're breaking them. For Jack and Jules. <laughs> <laughs> they go hard, mate. They need a bit of a stain, but... Yeah, we can get, yeah. We can get that done. No, I've been trying to ease up on the Renaults in the off-season, eh? It becomes I swear, overwhelming, since 20, hey? 20, end of 2017, I've been Renaulting. Mm. Mate, the place looks unreal, though. You've done a good job. Yeah, but well, quickly ha- before that was my first Renault. Mm. And that, by the time I got into here, I didn't even want to do it because I was so overdoing them from that place. <laughs> That's why I run away from because I can't be at home and not work on yeah. stuff. And you start something and then you want to finish it. And you quickly realize you can't do it and train. Like once the nah. season starts, you put the tools down. Yeah. Mate. Oh, I realized I did. I didn't do that. I was trying to juggle both. Yeah. And you just run yourself in the ground. Yeah. It's enough just taking care of the lawn and stuff like mm. that. You know. Well, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned later than I should was the whole idea of like you train hard, recover hard. Yeah. It's the it's yeah, the balance of both. Because eh? you've just brought an ice bath. Now, yeah, a, a chest bar. freezer, and you're going to get a sauna as well. I want a sauna. I've got to work out where to put it. But yeah, I want to get into the hot cold. Because mm. you, you were always... Yeah, yeah, this last... I've always been into the ice baths, but... Because mm. you, yeah, you were a big advocate for that. I remember you used to like... Tell yeah, me we used to go in the rivers all the time. Tell me to jump in, but I remember being like, like when you get in a full ice bath and you're up to your neck, yeah. you come out and you get the shivers. So now you hop, you, I look at my sauna while I'm in the ice bath, yeah. and it's so much more encouraging because like it only sucks for the first three minutes, and you go numb anyway. Yeah, and then you see the sauna and you jump in, you heat up, and you're good. But but you're supposed to finish on cold. So. Yeah, I know. I just don't do that. I don't do that. No, no, I'm not believe that. I feel good still. Like I feel good. I'm not because I just don't like that when you you literally shiver. Like for like, yeah, you get that. Do you cold. feel good once you like thaw out though and warm up? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but Dude, you put a snow jacket on, jump in bed and you're still shivering. Still shaking, yeah. No, I'm I'm 
Sometimes I finish on like a cold shower. Like I would do cold ice bath, sauna, and then cold shower. Because mm. I like, I like, because you're obviously all sweaty, you got to wash it off. Yeah. But I don't want to finish in the ice bath. <laughs> Remember when we were doing um, saunas in the dungeon? And we were like doing 15 yeah. minutes or something. We didn't know how long to do it. And we were like dying. And we looked up that you shouldn't do it we're longer done. than a certain... We're just like yeah. trying to go as long as we could. Yeah, dude. And I was like, do not My do brother that. tried to do as long as he... He did 20, 20 minutes in the ice bath and he got like full hypothermia. And he got real sick. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, oh, I just want to see how long I go for. I'm like, that's not smart, man. That's not smart. <laughs> yeah, trying to push the limit of it. All right, any last things? We'll let you go because this is... Yeah, we're going This has been good. Any last, things wag, you, any last yeah. things you want to say? Nah, you've kind of put us on the spot here. I the have exactly, yeah, exactly. Put you on the spot. I'll answer we'll, a question next time. We'll right, do that right. next time. Okay, yeah, next time. But just <laughs> keep getting up, keep going forward. Don't give up. Keep keep finding the good battle. All that good stuff. Keep yeah. having fun. Slap some lips. Yeah. Oh, how many sharks have you been attacked by? <laughs> We've gone the whole podcast without talking about the shark. Oh, <laughs> we, found, we found it. But every time I'm like, listen to you do a podcast, and the shark we thing comes up, the shark thing comes all, up. I just, I, almost... I just hear your voice, just like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh man, just the one. Yeah, that'll do it. That's yeah, yeah. Nah, that's all you need that's to fine. know. See you, boys. Cheers. Thanks for that. Um, Off track experience, viewers. <laughs> subscribe to Moi Moi TV. See ya next year. Cheers, boys. How long did you go for? An hour and a half. Oh, wow.